0: a quick scan of the area and there are no pressure plates or traps or cameras sensors of any kind at least that you can pick up you take a look at this group and you put on a facade and everything and ours just like best we know is that uh yeah This hangar is... I mean, these are all time machines, man. It's... Problem is, we don't have the keys, like I said. So... Uh... A marsh here says... uh, And he nods towards the little uh, lizard-like creature with the glasses. It's like... According to him, you got the uh, abilities to talk to machines. So, we're hoping... And maybe, just maybe, you could uh, get us all home, you know, and get us away from this bullshit. Cause and he starts talking, and you kind of, the voice kind of goes in your periphery, but you start uh, scanning all their minds, and uh, are you like I said before? You can't uh, pick up on, um, but the the uh, bunny person, you see that they were a soldier for present once, went on a mission and their only purpose was to save this one kid who was going to be, you know, kind of the... Was going to bring about peace to this world. Was going to uh, save it and everything. You know, was going to stop all the the wars and everything. They were going to become this great leader. And, but unfortunately, uh, to do that, they ended up having to traumatize the child um, by killing his family in front of him and that's what spurred this great leader to bring about peace and after that the 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 rabbit person actually didn't uh, participate in this and um, Perth is his name you, you pick up uh, and this is kind of actually on the the, the front of his mind as, as R is talking about, um, getting back home and getting away from this, this scene kind of flashes in. And when Perth got back to, or Neverwind, sorry, when he got back to Neverwind, he straight up, he quit. He, um, Kind of went on a a a rampage of just beating the shit out of the other soldiers that were with him, and you know did his best to try to break down uh, presence door, but to no avail. And that's when R found him. Um, the The little lizard creature was just never satisfied being here. Never, never wanted any of this, and ever since they've been here has been trying to find a way back. Um, they tried to hitch a ride on other people. They tried to uh, join the army at certain points to be able to get access to the time machines. Yeah, you actually get that, that are uh, told uh, the little lizard dude about the, about the time machines and, that's kind of what spurred him, uh, for that plan, but it didn't work. Uh, you know, it was brought down from on high that he was, he was out before the, the plan even fell through. And, um, the blue individual with the, the single eye, you just get peaceful thoughts from them. It's like, uh, it's like standing in front of a ocean on a warm day when the tide is rolling in and that's the that's the psychic impression that you get from them just from a quick scan some of them are they're easier than others Uh, some of them have have thought more thoughts towards the forefront um you get maybe the impression that this is where the one-eyed individual wants to go like maybe this is their home or something and that's what they're focused on so, yeah, you kind of snap back to and ours just kind of giving you like a, yeah, like you think this, you think this is a good idea? Like, can you do this? And you realize he's been talking the whole time, but maybe he's been just kind of talking in circles or um, giving you some kind of pep talk or something along those lines. But you reach out kind of with your data link powers and uh, towards the, towards the silver crescent ship. And you kind of, you look at the, you look at the data, um, you know, I, I don't imagine that Fergus understands it as, as ones and zeros like communicating with it in binary, but, appeals to the, I don't know. You, you tell me how, how more of his, his data link powers work. Um, cause I've got like kind of a mental picture uh, for myself, but I'd be interested to see how you take it. Cause I, I, I kind of see it more as like a, almost a metaphysical, like puppeteers almost speaking to like the soul of the ship, kind of like how he does with people's minds. like, like he kind of speaks to it more as like an entity than a machine. I don't know. Like I said, you, you tell me how he uh, interprets it. But nevertheless, the, the results are, are going to be the same. You, and this is what I had you roll for, uh, folks, I had Flocky roll with his data link. Uh, he got a 12, uh, which ended up not adding to be enough unfortunately for this particular sophistication of uh, a machine but you do get some off of it you kind of start to reach to it and you realize that this the ship and the big bird of prey headed um, robot along with all the other small ones are, are all one large system, they're all tied together, uh, some have more awareness than others, um, but the ship and the giant robot are, are almost identical, um, almost like two halves, but you kind of you, you reach towards the link that they have and, and you start to kind of see the equivalent of the, the subroutines, like what runs what, and, how you could gain access and everything, but you just can't quite get any real foothold. Like you get to see um what the large pitcher is, but you you just can't quite and I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little liberty here and, and tell me if this is this is overstepping or if this is not what Fergus would do, but I think with what you've been building towards, like this is this is his exit, like Fergus is smart enough to know that if he can get in here, he can do this. So I'm going to have you spend the equivalent of a hero point to to boost your power and everything. And you just concentrate really hard and there's the the energy that you're made out of starts (sighs) and um, this kind of weird crew uh, takes a step back and uh, some energy just kind of like starts to pulse off of you and and head towards the ship and um, starts to kind of mingle in with that silvery blue glow and you you push and you strain and you finally can can see the the routines and you see a access uh, like list and the only one that's that's on the list is present and this isn't like some typing scrolling kind of deal this is you infiltrating um, pressing into and and uh, finagling your way into this digital mind because this is an AI um, so you you throw out some some distractions and everything to get its attention away to to Get it to throw up its defenses in other places, and you can see, you can feel the the place where you can can access the ship uh, to to allow it to um, accept your presence, and you start to you start to put your information into it, the uh, who you are. It's not simply just like your name that it'll recognize like you have to put almost like um the essence of yourself into this thing so it'll recognize kind of like how we do as as people like you can recognize a, a a voice or if someone has a particular smell or something like that even if you don't see them or their particular presence like this is the equivalent of what you're putting in digitally and you're almost done And something just snaps you straight out of it, pulls you, pulls you back. It's, you know, it's jarring you. You snap back into your energy self. And they're standing in front of you is, is present. And they're looking down at you and you see them that the, they've, yeah, they're in the process of lowering a hand and they're just staring at you with those void stricken spaces where eyes should be you hear oh they're just like oh fuck shit okay let's get out of here and the present just raises a hand and makes a Gesture, like a dismissing gesture, and kind of like what you saw off Lear as before. They <laughs> and are gone from this space, it's like something sucked them in and, and folded them in space. And present is just passively standing there, and I'm sure you'll have a, a string of things to say to them, but uh, they look down and in their dual voice, give you a world unlike, literally unlike any others. Nowhere in the cosmos, in time, in space, would you ever find a place like this? You're gifted with all of these new powers and abilities to explore and to expand, to grow. But all because you think you're being ignored, you act like a petulant child flailing and throwing a tantrum. Because mother or father aren't giving you the attention that you think you deserve. It's pathetic. I thought you of all of the individuals here would pay attention. Do you not remember when Liraz says, or do you not remember when Liraz said that this is present, that this is all present? You think you were being ignored? You think you were being shunned or punished? You simply weren't paying attention. This is present. And they vaguely gesture with their hands without really moving their arms, but you get the sense that they're talking that this entire world is them. Well, you wanted my attention. You wanted me standing here. And you have it. The one thing is you were asked to never do was to harm the others here. And they have more to say, but I kind of want you to, to give your, your bits and everything, and then I'll kind of continue off of that.
1: You are right about Fergus trying really extra hard to crack his way into one of those time machines and get out. As far as what he would say to present, wherever the lull comes in the conversation, he'll jump in with this. If if it made sense to space things out, then this would be an immediate response to this particular point that he's reacting to. But um, if not, then he just holds his metaphorical tongue... Until present seems to flag for a moment and then he jumps in, but he's like, You say all this like it's a good thing? It's too much! So, to expand on that a little further, he would quiver for a bit, for a second, just like shake with feeling. And say I think I think he would make a point of making his voice audible, like not just communicating telepathically. I think he would make a point of making actual sounds and vibrations in the air. I'm assuming he can still do that. I don't actually know. Um anyway. He's like No one ever told me how to be in the world. I had to figure it out in miniature, by myself. That's why everything had to be a show, a play, a performance. I couldn't stand the... You ought to know this. Why don't you know this about me? You say you know everything. So, I think another thing he would respond to... Again, I don't know what sequence this comes in, but when Present says the stuff about um, child and parents, Fergus becomes very still. And he just raises off the ground. He, he sort of typically, I think, has been pretending to walk on the ground because it comforts him. But when he hears that, he goes, he goes quiet, he doesn't move any of his limbs, he just sort of floats up. He doesn't raise himself up to where he's exactly as tall as Present, but he's doing it to level things between them a bit since Present is so tall. And he says, at some point, quietly, when Present is done with the... or, or maybe... Uh, yeah, I mean, whenever. Maybe in response, maybe as part of a sort of package of responses at the end. But anyway, he's he very quietly is like, All children need attention. It's science. Which is a bit of an absurd thing for him to say. Which leads me back to the question of how he perceives data link. I don't think he perceives it as as data at all i mean he he could understand mathematics he's smart enough but i don't think it's something he's ever particularly studied he gets computers in a way but i think it's mostly metaphorical for him so i think what it is is just that he used to see only people as puppets he used to only ever do his puppet shows with humanoid figures, conversations, you know, struggles, whatever. And he never included any props or elements of the scenery. But he's come to, I think he was starting before he was whisked away to never when i think he was starting to see first of all people as having less agency than he thought and machines as having more he was starting to see a sort of equivalence like people are so obsessed with their devices and so intertwined with them that the barrier between who who is a is a person and who isn't you know like what like where where personhood is he was starting to see it as very complicated as far as like how he would actually use that to manipulate machines i think it would kind of be like not the spirit of a thing exactly that's a little too wholesome for him <laughs> I think Fergus manipulates people by believing that he understands their personalities. That he's he he has this world weariness um, that he's developed that allows him to think that people basically fall into categories, into archetypes, and he's read enough drama and other stuff. But he's 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 seen enough stories that he can sort of fit people into these types. And he knows how the types work because he understands stories. And so I think to manipulate a machine, he would just sort of assign it or, you know, understand what its personality is. He would sort of anthropomorphize it first a bit. So in the case of these, like, Egyptian god robot things, the little one that led him to the hangar I think that one would be easy to anthropomorphize same with the big God figure, because that's a sort of mythological character. He might not know that particular God to me. It sounds like Toth or Horus or somebody, but, um, whether he knows the, so like to him, the K2 unit is like, Oh, this is the, you know, plucky orphan. Um, that kind of character. Like he, he just sort of sums it up like that in his head and he's like, well, plucky orphans do this, this, and this in most stories. Um, you know, he's really like, he sees himself as, as he sees his control. Um, not as, not so much as him, like point to point controlling another person as him being aware of like the larger narrative being like, well, this is what happens at this point in the story. I know, I know. It's all very meta. I'm sorry. It's obnoxious. I can't help myself. Um, So... I think Fergus has those couple of outbursts. And then I think he very... very deliberately lets present sort of finish what it's saying. And then he turns, and with a sort of small sweep of the arm, he, he takes in the hanger, and he says, Call me what you will, but these are the tools of a kidnapper, and this little world that you've built is all stolen. So don't take that righteous tone with me, that, that self-aggrandizing You're nothing but a tyrant. And the fact that you're fighting other tyrants is of no concern to me. Now, you can send me home, or you can destroy me, but I won't serve you.